everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen, based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Brantley. And I am Albert. And we are kicking things off today with Tentacles from 1977. The 70s were a good good era for this kind of schlock, Brantley. I know we've remarked on that in the past, but they... Like, if you go back and watch some of these movies, even the bad ones, at least they look good. There's something about that filmy look that 90% of the time looks better than It hides a lot of sins. I don't know if it hides things or if it's just less obviously cheap than when people are in digital. You have practical, you know, your effects are practical and that tends to look better than cheap special, like CGI. Yeah, even even the really bad puppets have a certain amount of charm. I mm-hmm. watched God Monster of Indian Flats recently with the Rift Tracks uh, stuff enabled. And by the way, even without Rift Tracks, that movie is surreal. <laughs> it, 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 I, I cannot begin to describe that film other than... Well, no, like the, the, the actual God monster thing of the title is almost incidental. Like it just shows up for almost no reason. And then also there's people who are trying to buy oil rights to some land. And one guy shoots somebody's dog in the town and they have a funeral for the dog. And then they put the guy in jail for shooting the dog and they're going to lynch him. I mean, it was an accident. And he apologizes and even goes to the funeral. He's like, he was he was trick shooting or something and the, the shot ricocheted and hit the dog. It doesn't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to explain this because it doesn't make any sense. We're talking about tentacles from 1977. Several okay. people disappear from and at the sea. I don't know if you needed the at, Brent. I, I get it. You could just say from the sea means they're out there at the sea making them think they're on the beach. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Does it? I mean, it makes sense if it's a tentacly thing and it's giant tentacles that could reach out and grab people. Okay. Their bodies are found gnawed to the skeleton. Even the marrow is missing. The scientists have no idea which animal could do such things. Maybe multiple animals. You, know, you hear sharks eat the big chunks of meat and that drifts down, and then you get your smaller fish that go into there and eat all the marrow. No, I like right. the idea of the scientist brainstorming se- session. Like, all right, now, which animal could do this? Beluga whale. No, Jim, that's silly. I think it's a, probably a giraffe. That's not even the ocean, Bill. <laughs> what about the narwhals? You know, statistically speaking, the ants outnumber humans a billion to one. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it apparently has the horrific... Uh, phobia of being eaten alive by ants. I should not have brought that up. Suspect that the company which builds a tunnel beneath the bay might, might have poisoned the environment and caused an octopus to mutate to giant dimensions. Octopi, well known for their marrow-sucking habits. Are they? I don't, I, I legitimately don't know. Maybe they do. Most of them eat crab, so... But don't no. they suck the meat of the crab out from the hard shell? They break the hard shell open. 
Right. So maybe all of these bones have been broken open and had their marrow sucked out from the like middles. I could buy that. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, this this guy's just like massive jump to being like, all right, there's a company building a tunnel beneath the bay. I'm going to guess just that they might have poisoned the environments. I like that it doesn't even say they're drilling for something. They're just making a tunnel. It's like clearly toxins. They might have poisoned something. And then they like that might have caused the creature to mutate to giant proportions. And that creature that mutated to giant proportions might have been an octopus. And, you know, because the movie's called Tentacles, all of that is actually true. Yeah. <laughs> just at the same time, a great sailing regatta with many children is started. Among them, Turner's nephew, Tommy. What's a regatta? I think it's a bunch of boats together. Okay. I will look this up for you, Brantley, because I do not have a strong feeling. A sporting event consisting of a series of boat or yacht races. Okay. But for kids, regatta junior. Turner's nephew's among them. I know they're not, but it sounds like they're sacrificing the kids. <laughs> I was going to point out that it's possible that Turner might have a thought of closing this down. And I I was trying to think if there was any government officials that might oppose that notion, like the, um, I don't know, the tax collector or the county commissioner or somebody like that. Oh, clearly the deal. Yeah, no, you're right. The district attorney. Those are the only ones that I it think could be. No one else. And the aquatic um, monster at sea. When there's a financially beneficial event going on, can't think of anybody else. Maybe the governor. <laughs> Has it ever been the governor? It must have been at some point, right? Maybe we haven't covered it, and a governor did show for uh, evolution. The movie. Oh, okay. Anyway, next up we have. Empire of the Ants from 1977. A heavenly paradise becomes a hellish nightmare when a toxic spill turns harmless ants into gigantic rampaging monsters. You say harmless. As we've discussed this episode and previous episode, ants on their own at their regular size are pretty horrifying. Especially when you like the freaky ones like the trapdoor ants. Or the uh, bullet ant. The soldier ants. Yeah, the big like death swarms in the Amazon that don't even have a hive. They just travel, wiping out like whole huge swaths of the Amazon. Yes, and even the just the regular ants, the facts that you'll learn about them of how they'll communicate with each other when one of them is downed or hurt somehow you know the ants will sacrifice themselves if they've been hurt too badly to recover the other ants will try to recover their body the wars that they fight it's just amazing and wild also a fun fact um last i've read i might be this might be out of date now but ants are the only non-human species to show active teaching where if an ant's struggling to learn a path it will touch the other end and that ant will wait until that one figures it out interesting there is, by the way, also a 1991 science fiction novel, which has the same title as this movie, not it, not based on or related to in any other way, except for that it also involves ants. 
I have tried many times to read this novel because I have it in my possession, but it is very badly translated uh, or badly written. I can't tell which one, but it's sort of clunky. But it has a very interesting ant protagonist subplot that is going on where it it follows along with the ants and it's actually very scientifically well-researched talking about how the ants would tell time based on temperature changes and the hierarchy of the hive and how they would use scents to hide themselves. It's fascinating, but also unreadable. (laughs) And that was what drew me to pick this movie title to begin with. So there's also, you know, back in the fifties, you may not have heard of a little B movie about giant ants called them. I have heard of that one. (laughs) My go-to as far as, 1970s ant movies where the ants don't get bigger my go-to and i may have mentioned it on this show before is phase four well they're building the things in the uh, desert yes and they're reflective the ants build these giant structures giant for ants anyway to reflect light at things that they want gone and essentially build giant magnifying glasses to burn things up it's, you haven't uh, seen it but you have talked about it before Okay. Well, let's talk about let's Empire see. of the Ants from 1977. I've digressed enough. We've digressed <laughs> enough. They've got giant giant ants. And as the opening credits roll, barrels of radioactive waste are being dumped off a boat into the ocean. I I guess because that's how it works. I mean, you gotta get rid of them somehow. Maybe. Yeah. I always, I always envisioned that it was just like a pipe somewhere leaking or just draining onto the ground that eventually washed into the i don't i don't think the tycoon types are like put all this on a boat and go dump it in the ocean it seems a little too perfect clearly it's cheaper to sneakily hire a crew to send them in the deep cover of night out into the ocean hire a boat maybe even buy a boat fuel that boat than to just pay proper channels and fees Eventually, one of the barrels washes up on the shore and begins to leak a silvery, gr- a silvery goo, attractive to the local ants, which are seen feeding on it. So they didn't even fill it with enough stuff for it to sink in the ocean? Well, then we would have had another tentacle movie. We've yes. We've done that one already. Or they could be tentacle ants. Meanwhile, shady land developer Marilyn Fraser takes a bunch of new clients to view some quote-unquote, beachfront property on a nearby island. I have no idea why that's in quotes. Oh, we're actually a mile back from the beach. Yeah, but the hurricane came through and smashed all these other houses, so now you can just have a straight walk. It's on an island, though. Clearly, it's at least beach adjacent. It's on top of a cliff. There's like a beach at the base of the cliff. In reality, the land is worthless. Again, for no reason that I can tell based on the description. They're just telling us that it is. I mean, who doesn't want to... Like, these guys are clearly interested in buying it. If you can sell something to people, it is not worthless. I mean, we're assuming it's a tropical island. Maybe it's up, like, around Greenland where it's just cold. Maybe. I guess. It's... I mean, ants, right? Ants don't live in the super, super cold weather, I don't think. Not many of them. Not many, I don't know exactly not an expert on the ants. Anyway, the trip is cut short by the group stumbling upon the lair of large ants. The ants destroy their boat and chase the group through the woods. 
like I'm imagining this with like the technology for the ants that they used in Honey They Shrunk, Honey I Shrunk the Kids. They've got like an ant head on the end of a stick or something. Yeah, let's picture like shots where you just see like the top of the body and the head and the head's like wiggling back and forth and you see the arms coming back and on but it's very clearly just on a dolly track yeah. and uh, to be clear the one in honey i shrunk the kids is pretty good that's right but it still looks kind of like a robot yeah fleeing for their lives through the wilderness and losing many of their party along the way how many people did he want to show this property to it's undeveloped I guess it says a bunch, right? The beginning sentence says takes a bunch of new clients to view some properties, but I I've never seen a real estate deal. And admittedly, I'm not a real estate salesman, but every real estate thing I've ever been in has been one-on-one where the realtor shows up and they're like, Hey, I'm showing you this. The open houses sort are of thing. Um, I'm thinking like, Two to four families, and then like one person on their own, maybe two people on their own. Okay. Or like a rich, snobby guy who's clearly the jerk to be killed off for the movie. And you got the annoying kids that maybe redeem themselves later on. Maybe they don't. Shouldn't be brought along for the you know the real estate discussion, <laughs> but whatever. They couldn't get a babysitter. Young couple who's kind of annoying because they're just starting their life, and it's just like get over it already. The remaining survivors eventually discover the local island town. Which, again, I'm trying to picture why this land is worthless, unless it's literally not his to sell. I mean, other granted, there are giant rampaging ants, so that <laughs> makes it worthless. But, I don't, like, this guy doesn't know about these things, so he's supposed to be a swindler. How, how is this a swindle? There, it seems like a nice place, aside from the giant ants. There's a local island town, there is beachfront property. But their safety is short-lived when they realize that not only are there large ants feeding on the sugar at the local sugar factory, but that they are doing so at the invitation of the humans. Aw. I know. That's a cool twist. That's, that's like, weirdly wholesome, almost. Uh, well, uh, let me read the final sentence, because it becomes less wholesome. Might even become creepy for you, Brantley. The queen ant using pheromones has the entire town completely under her control. It's like Aunt Lovecraft. Yeah. I'm 100% on board. I think that's really cool. I I, I don't want to get into the science of it because obviously that probably wouldn't work, but the idea of... I mean, we have giant ants and it doesn't work anyways. Moving on. Yes. The idea of this whole town being kind of hypnotized, zombie-like by the pheromones of this ant, but sort of put it, maybe they're able to put on some kind of a, like, hey, come on in, friend. What? I got something to show you. And trying to get these guys under the, the influence of the pheromones. Probably you have to get to a certain point to start being influenced by them, I would assume. It's or else- just like a uh, blood concentrate level, so the longer you're in the town, the more it accumulates in your body. Maybe. I was thinking if they got a certain member of the the party here into contact with the Queen Ant, then they would be turned and be treacherous towards the other members of the party. Hey, that doesn't really work as well if it's a time dilation thing, but you might be right. I think it's an interesting dramatic device if all of a sudden the person is 
absolutely convinced that worshiping the ants is the right thing to do and they're trying to fool the other people into coming in and having their minds warped or washed as well if that's not what this is about we should write that story that's creepy (laughs) finally for this episode we have creature from black lake so not a lagoon though no. Okay, so I, I want to dissuade you. I know you heard, heard Creature From and you thought Fishman. No, I this heard is Creature From Black and then a body of water. Yeah, this is Bigfoot Man. After hearing a lecture on unknown humanoid creatures such as Bigfoot and the folk monster, two college students decide to spend their breaks pursuing the story and journey to the Louisiana-Arkansas border. They're going to the land sharks. Oh, oh, right, from the Arkansas Women's Prison Massacre? Oh, right, yes. (laughs) Obviously. Uh, What's the folk monster, do you think? Probably a man-ape, like the skunk ape, um, whatever that one in Louisiana is. Uh, It's it's specific to Arkansas. And during the early 70s, the creature was accused of attacking a local family. Initial sightings of the creature were concentrated in the Jonesville- Boggy Creek area, where it was blamed for the destruction of local livestock. I think I've seen a movie called The Beast of Boggy Creek. Legend of Boggy Creek. That one. And uh, there's the famous MST3K and riff tracks of Boggy Boggy Creek 2 and The Legend Continues. I don't know if I've seen that one. Uh, it's, uh, it's not good. These two guys decide to pursue this story at the Louisiana-Arkansas border. There they begin interviewing witnesses, ranging from a family that suffered a car crash when the creature menaced them on the roads to a backwoods fisherman whose friend was pulled out of a boat and killed. So either it swims, so it's semi-aquatic, which would be fun, or they were just like docked like right by the edge of the woods. I mean, a lot of times if you're fishing, you're not fishing out in the middle of the lake. So maybe he has really long arms. Eventually, the creature begins stalking them, which leads to a confrontation in the dark of the swamps at night. I mean, that's kind of spooky. Yeah, I actually, from all of the reports that I got looking up descriptions for this movie, uh, heard that it was pretty good. Pretty spooky. There was one complaint. This guy came up and he was like, they found that Bigfoot thing way too fast. Let me tell you, I've been looking for Bigfoot for a long time and it ain't that easy. (laughs) I thought, there might be a reason why you've had less success than they... Well, and then he he should hate all of his movies then. (laughs) I guess. Any movie where they find Bigfoot, he should hate. Maybe, maybe if they showed more legwork. I think his issue was they just like asked two or three people, where's this Bigfoot thing? And they were like, over there. And then they went and found him. The end. They make four movies before this just by looking for the Bigfoot. And then this one. It's it's ten seasons on the History Channel, I'm sure. It's finding Bigfoot. There are nine seasons. I think it's probably incorrectly named. It's finding, not how we found. It's fine. If I if I was spent nine seasons of television finding anything, I uh I would be embarrassed for myself. 
season 12 episode two i don't know they have season 12 even though it says there's nine seasons season 12 episode two is titled the 100th episode as if to smash your face in the fact that they conned you into watching 100 episodes of a show called finding bigfoot where they do not in fact find bigfoot yeah man see they go and they interview people they go to town meetings where people are like, we saw the Bigfoot. They find signs. They go out in the woods with their, like, night vision GoPros, and they hear screaming off the difference. They're like, well, maybe we found sounds, but we did not find it this time. Maybe next time. And that is basically every episode of that show. They found a hair. What yeah, could the hair be? We'll send it off to the lab. Anyway, we don't have time to wait to get it back. Tune in next time. These guys must hate this movie. <laughs> They found Bigfoot right away. They need to re-watch, re-watch the Lost Coast tapes. What's That's that? Fun. That is a found footage movie where this man claims to have found the body of the, or to have killed a Bigfoot. And this guy who owns, who runs one of those, you know, like mystery ghost hunt type shows, uh-huh. um, agrees to go interview him with the body. He pays him some exorbitant fun for it. And then actual Bigfoot starts stalking them because of this. Is that isn't there another found footage movie that has exactly the same premise with Bigfoot uh, and another everything? Another one where they like they hit Bigfoot with their car and then start stalking them. There was like a sci-fi channel of Bigfoot Week that I watched forever back there. All these like three found footage ones. Holy cow! Um, there are so they, many like, Bigfoot movies. We need a Bigfoot episode, Brantley. Have we had one yet? I don't think so. We were too distracted with the werewolves and the Jersey Devil. <laughs> yeah, Valley of the Sasquatch, Bigfoot, the movie, Curse of the 49er. We, there's Creature from Black Lake. We just did that one. That That's wasn't Bigfoot. That was the folk monster. Yeah, folk. Folk? F-O-U-K-E. Fookie? No, the folk monster. Killer God? Devil on the Mountain? You may have seen some of these, Brantley. Definitely seen Devil on the Mountain. Willow Creek? Seen it? Primal Rage? Think that was that the one with the guy in the wheelchair? Uh, not on the cover. Let me see here. No, they're just lost in the woods, and Bigfoot comes and get them. This is the one with their like their plane went down, and they had to go get the guy's daughter's plane. That one was fun. The one I'm describing. Yeah. Because it turns out the plane went down on the Bigfoot. They're not being pursued by Bigfoot, but a ghost of a Bigfoot. You got spoilers. It. That movie I don't remember the title of. The plane hit Bigfoot? Like, this plane went down, and they went out. It was like this rich guy's daughter was on the plane. He goes out with this team to go find him and this briefcase of something. And they find out, and they bring, and they get hunted by Bigfoot while they're out there. And it turns out the plane just came down on top of Bigfoot. <laughs> that is wild. Yep. And that is all we have for today. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, you should subscribe. Yeah, I don't know how to talk anymore. I'm I'm not going to do an outro. You know what to do. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Bye.